All right, everybody, it's uh, MZ back with you today at the Indecisive Podcast. So today, this is a continuation of the Farmer's Market uh, episodes that I've been working on. And so today we have with us a really interesting uh, group that I saw them from across the way and couldn't help but get over there to take a look at them. So this is Bee Hippie, and I have with us tonight, we'll go around the table and make introductions. My name's Chris. I'm Maggie. And I'm Dave. Chris, Maggie, and Dave. Okay, so um, Be Hippie, uh, who wants to start and kind of just tell us what you guys do, and then we, you can talk about the, the origin story, and then we'll go from there. Okay, great. This is Chris. I'll give you a quick overview. Um, Be Hippie. So uh, first, we don't sell honey yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did have somebody say, hey, are you going to get me some of their honey? I was like, I don't know if it's the honey you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I'll get into uh, how we actually help bees and whatnot in a second, but um, we're a hemp dispensary. We're a mobile, uh, 100% traveling hemp dispensary where we sell uh, products derived from hemp, primarily CBD products and Delta-8 THC products. So everything from gummies to tinctures to topicals to vape pens um, to even a full line of uh, pet treats and products. Yeah. Excellent. But, uh, Excellent. Now, um, so you do uh, the vapes. Uh, uh -huh. Is there any kind of concentrate or the isolates or the rub? Uh, we the do. CBD, we uh, do the rubs, and okay. we we don't have a concentrate yet. We actually okay. have been asked for it from some. We actually sell wholesale into other stores as well, and okay, we've had some great. people request that recently. But we um, haven't decided if we're going to do it or not yet. Okay, very yeah. good. And you were telling me the other day that you're you have your own chemist, or yeah. So we do. So. All the products for Be Hippie are manufactured by another company that I'm part of called Elevated Soft Gels in Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, I started that with a few other partners a couple of years ago, and one of those partners uh, has a PhD in public health, and he is in a master's degree in chemistry and has been formulating with the hemp plant since 2016, I believe. Okay. And hemp just became legal to work with, I believe, in uh, 2014 when the Farm Bill initially launched the pilot. And now it has okay. permanent protections. It's no longer a pilot program in December of 2018. Hemp became 100% removed as a controlled substance, and now you can do really interesting things like make these products that we're making and selling out of what we're referring to as the beehive, which is a tiny home hemp dispensary that we take to farmer's markets. And it looks absolutely fantastic. I oh, tell you what, you. It, it is definitely eye-catching, and yeah. I'm sure... Um, that you probably had it, that in mind whenever you decided to kind of build it out like you did. Yeah. You, you told me you came up with a design and did 3D drawings and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, I did. It was, you know, the original business plan for this with, but which by the way, this is a family business. Um, this is Chris speaking, but uh, Dave is my stepdad and uh, Maggie is my mom. And uh, so this is a business that, you know, we do together and, Originally, the business plan was to really leverage my mom's medical expertise and go directly into doctor's offices and sell Be Hippie products through that channel. But then when COVID hit, we had to kind of go back to the drawing board and say, well, this, isn't, this approach isn't going to work, even though we have, and she has a medical expertise, and we'll definitely want to talk about that in a second, but she's an oncology nurse. We said, okay, well, what's another way that we can get to the patient population and what can we do it in a safe way? And this was back last summer. And you have to remember last summer was 
um, you know, a few months into COVID hitting, you know, we didn't really know what was going to happen. We weren't really sure when we were going to come out of it. And we're still, you know, trying to come out of it to this today right now. And um, so the idea was, okay, this isn't going to last forever. And when we are ready to go out and about, what if we had a retail environment where it was COVID friendly? You know, it was outdoor, basically. It has to-go windows. It has two outside to-go windows. It has a full drive-through in the back of it. And then it has a small little retail area inside if people want to come inside and shop, you know. And so far, we're, you know, we're only, you, you know, you've, you just met us um, a couple of weeks ago, right? right? And we are, what is this, the third week that we're launching this thing? Wow. So we're just into this whole process and the thesis of, yes, this is going to be a well-received thing out in the market. People want, you know, first of all, people are ready to get out and go back yeah. to markets, you know what I mean? Which they are. We're all stir crazy. And it was a tough year. It was a really <laughs> hard was. year, you it know, really for was. a lot of people. And Um, so came up with this idea, um, started sketching the plans up in a piece of software called SketchUp where you can do 3d animation type drawing type things and, um, decided to make it out of structurally insulated panels, which I knew a little bit about because I have a a rental property that was uh, manufactured out of those. And essentially what it is, is instead of having the walls made out of two by fours, it's made out of styrofoam. So it's solid uh, pieces of OSB with solid styrofoam in between it and then a pieces of another OSB plywood. And you get the outside structure pre-manufactured at a company that makes those panels. And then when you manufacture it, you basically just assemble a bunch of panels that are all numbered and you put it together like Legos. Wow. So I had the trailer building assembled within about a day and a half or so and then it took us about a total of 55 days between myself my cousin justin who's an airline pilot by the way uh he who was you know lost his job because of covid and he was a army um he was a army apache pilot and did that in the army for 10 years then got out and then started flying for the airlines and then lost his job in the airlines and unfortunately and then but he fortunately for me he's super handy and uh, i said hey i've got this vision to go build this tiny home hemp dispensary can you come to texas because he's out of florida and come help me on that and so he came and uh dave you know was obviously living here right across the street from us and uh, we built it in 55 days. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and you took pictures and... Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and cataloged the whole, whole thing. While got it all cataloged, it. yeah. To That's me, fantastic. one of the coolest things about it, though, is it's green. It totally runs right. on solar. It has central heat and air. It even has heated floors. So yeah. all the electricity um, inside of it is run off the solar panels. Yeah. yeah. Even Very the cool. neon lights on the outside. I mean, everything is running. And it, it keeps itself... Charged at 100% battery pretty much the whole weekend we're out, yeah. which is pretty awesome. And yeah. you know, we're just harnessing nothing but the solar the energy from the sun. You know? That's it's fantastic. Great. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a guy that knows electrical I, stuff, right? I you do should know appreciate a little bit about that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've messed a little bit with solar, but yeah, that's very cool that you guys have it. Just it, it fits the pattern. I mean, it, you're, you're looking at, at helping people in this 
trailer that you build is also helping the earth by not consuming electricity or doing anything like that. So exactly. I think that's pretty cool. Pretty cool concept. And I the drive through making it COVID friendly. <laughs> it's unbelievable yeah. to think about, you know, putting it together that way. That's very brilliant. Yeah. Very well he's definitely uh, downplaying his uh, creative <laughs> aspect of this thing because he, he's got some pretty, pretty cool ideas that he For sure. applied to this thing and they're very original, most of them. So, uh, there's a, there's a, a real artistic side to it that, He's not. He's not talking about. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'll. I'll make sure in the show notes that there's some links. If you'll see me some really good pictures of the, oh, of the process, sure. I'll make sure to uh, to put them in the show. Oh notes yeah, we've got lots out. of good. I think you should put a picture of his shoes in there. Oh, well, what's the story on the shoes? <laughs> well, well <laughs> they, they, the tie dye. Yeah, they, <laughs> the, they they call them house shoes, but I say if you wear them everywhere, they're no longer house they're shoes, house right? Shoes. Yeah. But yeah. these are my Crocs, my tie dye Crocs. That for sure. I think it's the perfect shoe. I mean, Actually, you can Michael, go. They look like they would look good with your outfit. <laughs> they might. They might fit me too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. I just um, my sisters and I, I have two older sisters. And uh, we've started kind of getting together once a month, kind of do fun things together. Because again, all of our kids are grown and, and out doing stuff. So we did tie dye shirts uh, okay. on Sunday night. So oh, it's so funny. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And I just, well, or it was last night. So I just did it uh, today and washed it. And it turned yeah. out really great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. him a shirt before he leaves. I got him a shirt actually <laughs> he the other yeah, day he when he came in. He, he uh, came in this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. Okay. So you built the, uh, you built the, uh, the trailer. Yeah. Um, in that process, I'm, I'm assuming in the background you were working on the formulas, or you you were you had that kind of so already we, had that going while you were doing that part. So we had already started. I launched uh, BeHippieHemp.com, okay, and so we had a website out, and we were doing our CBD line, okay, and um, I started actually going in and selling that into a few stores. We even had um, dispensaries selling it nice. up in Oklahoma. Um, some local shops here in Texas are actually selling it as well. And so that's how we started it. And that's, you know, our very first revenue, I guess, for the company was generated by doing wholesale sales of the brand. So okay. the Be Hippie, we really, we wanted to start out with a solid brand first that we could go ahead and sell along any other competing brand out there. Sure, and since, I, and since I already had the manufacturing capabilities and technically this was my second uh, hemp company to do, um, I knew how to start positioning in terms of a wholesale market. So... Um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question or not. I feel like I'm kind of rambling. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, absolutely. So it, it, that's what I was just making sure that you had already, uh, you had the process going and, and oh, your right. guy was working on getting the, the products done. Now, yeah. how many products are in your line? Um, that's a good question. I think so for the Be Hippie specific products, because we offer a couple of other brands on our website. Uh, but in terms of Be Hippie products, I think we've got 11 or 12 different SKUs right now, maybe 13 actually, if you can include our sample packs. Uh, but we have uh, you know, our full CBD line, which are CBD tinctures, CBD gummies, um, CBD um, soft, gels. soft gels, and we do a CBD topicals as well, but that's a different brand. Uh, okay. Still really good as well. And then on the Delta 8 THC line, uh, we do our vape carts, we do disposable vapes, we do uh, even a Delta 8 420 milligram tincture, which is really okay. popular. Put that in your coffee or just mix it in your mouth and let it absorb in your soft tissue. It works really well. Okay. Um, and we also do Delta 8 soft gels. They're phenomenal for sleep. I mean, I tell everybody for it's sure. the absolute best sleep. In fact, I think I gave you some. Did you get a chance to I try? haven't gotten a chance to try okay. it yet. Yeah. Awesome. But... Uh, 
Yeah, so quite a, quite an assortment of products. Um, also, Delta Eight gummies. That's another popular line that we sell. Okay. Now the the decision to go with the Delta Eight. Did you decide that to, at the very beginning? You said, okay, we're going to do CBD and Delta Eight, or did you kind of add that later on? It's interesting. Delta Eight kind of hit the market by storm. This that's year. what that's what it seemed like. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I think it was one of those things too where once the whole market started to release these products in their store, it was sort of a way of us all saying, okay, this is, this is the legal way that we can do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And if we're all able to sell these products together, then you know, for himself. let's go. Right. Exactly. So, um, once the market started to move and you started to see Delta eight products popping up every store around here. And as, a, as my other business is manufacturing these products as well. Right. Um, and we started taking them too. We started using them and trying them for pain and other things. And it was just like, wow, these products really work and yeah. they work great. And they're for very sure. comparable to a Delta nine product, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, we, um, we did that and we've seen actually quite a bit of growth since we've Excellent. started focusing on that side of the market. Okay. Yeah. And I, for myself, I didn't <clears throat> want to be associated with something that I couldn't, you know, tell somebody I tried it myself and this was my experience. Sure. So for me, um, Delta nine is a little bit too much for me. Right. It makes me not feel good. And of course it's not even legal here. So right. not a big issue, but Delta eight, who is a lighter version in a way of Delta 9, doesn't have the paranoia or the bad feeling type that some people sure. get. Now, I will tell you this, it will make you hungry if you take it during well, the day. Yeah. <laughs> you will, will forget, some, some snacks oh, yeah. available. <laughs> but the absolute best thing that I can tell you for people or women of my age group, which I'm, you know, 61, um, that are having difficulty sleeping at night, and that's a real common problem. Right. I have never experienced anything like it in my life. Really? The, I've been having terrible insomnia, just horrible. Hmm. And, in fact, it was on a Sunday night one night that I told Chris, I said, you know, I haven't slept since Friday. And we were having dinner together on a Friday night with his family. And he was like, Mom. And so he said, you know, Mom, please try this. Yeah. And so that night I did, and I woke up Monday morning. I was like a teenager. I felt giddy. I was walking around here going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I have so much energy. Dave, Dave, I feel good. I slept. It was nuts. It was insane. I couldn't stop telling people about That's crazy. if you need to get some sleep. Here you go. And we yeah. got a lot of those same responses this weekend, actually, at the farmer's market of people that, and again, we're only a few weeks into this, but right. we... We even sell a sample pack that's just 100 milligrams of Delta-8. It's got five 20 milligram soft gels in it. And, um, you know, we say, hey, it's just a good way to go test it out. You yeah. take one or two of those and see if you're going to sleep better. The CBD is a little bit different because you want to build it up in your system. But the Delta-8, you're going to notice the reaction right away. pretty immediate. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a couple hours for the effects to come in because it's a it's a soft gel. It, um, it doesn't break in your stomach. And so the gelatin actually protects it into your stomach. And so it digests primarily in your intestines. And so uh, the, the 20 milligrams of Delta-8 
that you're getting in that soft gel. You're getting a full efficacy of that. And then you're getting a nice slow release of it because it's in that gel, you know, over the night. So right. it, it keeps you asleep and then you wake up and you don't have any side effects and you're not groggy. And that's what people really love because you, there's a lot of things that will knock you out. Melatonin, for, oh, for example, sure. you know. But how are you going to feel in the morning? Or Ambien and yeah. all the oh, types of things people take yeah. where I... I mean, I can't say for a fact because I don't know the science, but it doesn't really feel like it's interfering with REM sleep if that's something that you can ascertain from taking it. But yeah. you just feel clear in the morning. Right. You don't feel groggy. You don't feel sedated and drugged or anything like that. Um, now, if you took it during waking hours, which I would not recommend, like if you have responsibilities during the day or that sort of thing. Right. Or certainly wouldn't want anybody to drive or operate heavy machinery, that sort of thing. But if you're in a place where you can relax comfortably and you don't have those types of responsibilities, it would be fine. But it's like can, a nice wine. Yeah. It is. It's like a nice wine. And honestly, I've just never experienced such good sleep in so many years. Yeah. I think when you, <clears throat> when you look at it as a medicine, as we've, we're talking about it being right. a medicine... You would you would do the same thing with any medicine that your doctor, any other prescription medicine that your doctor gave you. You wouldn't abuse it. You wouldn't right. take more than they told you. And and if it said don't use while driving, you wouldn't do that. Right. And so I think I've always recommended anyone who's looking to get started in any kind of cannabis, whether it's CBD, even CBD, try it before. Make sure you're at home and, and try it. You don't sure. know how it's going to react to you. Start out small and just work your way up. That's exactly. right. Start low, go slow, yeah. and. And that's a good Logo point to slow. make. Logo slow, I like that. I don't yeah, that. well, that's I can't claim. Oh, that. it's still cool. I like <laughs> that's it. That's a I real like cannabis it. nursing uh, thing. There and we go. I did join the um, American Cannabis Nurses Association nice. back when I was in Oklahoma because I needed them to educate me. Right. So, you know, a lot of the wisdom that I feel like they've imparted to me, I am happy to share with others. Sure. Um, but yeah. It is medicine, mm -hmm. you know, it, it is, you know, you just want everybody else to be able to experience it too. Now, that being said, Delta 8, if you have to worry about taking drug tests and that sort of thing, right. then you need to be cognizant of the fact that it could show hot on a urine screen because it is THC. Right. While it's not a Delta 9, it is a Delta 8. Right. And, and I don't think those matter. those but tests you know, aren't sophisticated enough to and determine. And you know, it depends on whose test it is too, because really? I have customers that are buying our products right now that have customers that come in and specifically buy the Delta A products because they do test fine. So it's I don't want to lead somebody in the wrong direction, but it just depends on what they're testing for, you know. Sure. And if they and if they have the ability to go test for Delta A versus Delta Nine. You right. Know? I I would always lean towards caution. Exactly. If, if your if your life depends on your job, totally. you might want to just. Well, you can say the same about CBD for that. Matter. True. Yeah. If you're not using a strict isolate CBD product, right? You know that that small amount of it could delta pull nine, up to point three percent. Yeah. There's no way to know. It could so, on, on a, even though there's no psychoactive effect whatsoever. Right. right. But it's hard to argue with your, your boss when his policy the company <laughs> right. policy says no you know drug failed drug test means right. you know termination so people got to be smart about how right. they use, use these products if you're in positions that that that's a big deal then you should probably uh, avoid it but if not i really think we're, we're getting close i mean there are senate's already talking about a bill 
Uh, we they passed one uh, before the election. It's it's getting close. I think federal will happen within at least the next three to four years. I would expect. I hope so. I Texas may be a little bit longer holdout. Yeah, depends Texas on who's is a running the show. Situation as compared to Oklahoma. Sure. In Oklahoma, the people were allowed to bring forth the legislation. Yeah. It was their voices. Yeah. Where here it's 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 a little bit different. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, but in the meantime, CBD and Delta Eight, we're still 100 percent on board with. We can still yeah. use that in Texas. Everything's all good. Uh, do you mind if I ask about the, your source of the uh, so the flour that you guys start with? Do you uh-huh. have certain growers that you use, or do yeah? You... So um, through my other business and those partnerships, um, obviously we manufacture for quite a few other brands. Okay, and so we established a relationship with a local farmer there um, on the west side of uh, which that's that's a, an important thing. The west side versus the east side. So we're on the western side of Colorado. Okay, and that and that's important because. Um, before the storms and the really the you get the quote unquote adiabatic collapse rate, which is what happened. I know Can you, a, one more time. I know what that's was that? A, that's a big word, but you know you get the <laughs> the storms that go over the front edge and they come back down the other side and they go okay. to the east side, and that's when you get all the hail and you get a lot right. of the negative stuff, and which really takes out your crops. So from an outdoor cultivation, which is where hemp is grown, some of it's grown in light depth uh, greenhouses, <laughs> but ninety. Five, probably 99% of all hemp is grown outdoors, including ours, but some of the best cannabis is grown outdoors. Sure. And um, so local farm harvests it there, and they do all the extraction there on site, and so we have a relationship where we buy it. And it's literally when we need our oil, we get it the next day, and it's right there. And so we have very quick turnaround times in terms of manufacturing, which is kind of a competitive edge for us excellent and yeah. you did mention um and i'm not sure if you mentioned it on uh, in our conversation yet but about the coas you want to talk about that a little bit and the importance of uh, having coas on these type of products oh yeah absolutely so we have and coa stands for certificate of authenticity authenticity if i can say that correctly um which is a third-party lab report that actually will go and show you that what that product, if it says it has, you know, 25 milligrams of CBD in a particular soft gel that actually has 25 milligrams of CBD, um, and that it doesn't have any heavy metals, it doesn't have any right. pesticides or residual solvents or uh, microbials. And so all this is tested for at our facility. Um, it's an FDA registered facility as Excellent. well. Um, and we all have to manufacture according to the Colorado Department of Health. Uh, guidelines as well so it's uh, since you're in an industry that's sort of working in a lot of gray areas you have to work extra hard <laughs> to self <laughs> yeah you have to work extra hard to to self-regulate yourself sure. and so relying on these third-party labs to say this is the proof of the authentic product is really important and we always do that 100 I, I will <clears throat> i will 100 stand by Anyone that has these type of, of things in their with their products, because you can get CBD at the grocery store or you at can. the. And, but what is that? Do right. you even know what that is? Right. If, if I don't know where it came from, do they know where it came from? Because right. they don't know sometimes where it came from. Right. But to find people that have their own chemist and right. source their own product, that's fantastic. No, oh, you're yeah. not. You're not white labeling something. You're not doing. No, not at you, all. You guys are doing it the right way as far as I'm concerned. And that's a cool value. I think that we bring to the farmer's market. And I think that's why our story has been really well received is that, 
this is it's we're not even though our our I think our products look pretty professional it's us and it's our story and it's our brand and our products and when you go and taste that vanilla tincture i know exactly how many drops of of flavoring went in to make that and i'm not going to tell you because it's <laughs> don't tell yeah, me don't yeah, tell me because yeah, it's 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 our formulation Absolutely. right it's like our coca-cola that's the beauty you know Gosh, what I mean? that's beauty it's fantastic and and so we we've got our products and they and they work well and the customers want to come back to us because the efficacy is there and not only that you know the other thing is our pricing is right i believe you know our saying is everyone deserves to be hippie and so the the pricing is oh thank you uh, the pricing is right, and when you're vertically integrated with us, it allows us to hopefully control our margins a little bit better, and so we can get right on price. Um, so yeah, I mean it's that's that's important that everybody has equal access to these products, you For know, sure. especially the medical community too. You know, I we didn't mention it, but um, my father actually passed away of cancer when I was 12. So, really? My yeah, condolences. Totally. Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's fine now. I'm almost 40. Yeah. I'll be 40 in a month or so or whatever, but it still um, hurts though. My mom's passed away. It's been almost, almost 20 years, 15, yeah. 16 years, but still it hurts. Yeah. Day. It's yeah. not easy, it's but, uh, but part of the process for me, the grieving process is been able to take a, a, a tragedy like that and sort of flip the script. Nice. And when I say flip the script, I mean, going to my mom and approaching her and saying, okay, you went to oncology, you became an oncology nurse, and you did this in honor of my father, right, to go do that. Wow. In honor of him, let's go educate the public about cannabis products and let's go help these people. And if he was here today and if he could see this, he would be like, oh my God, I can't believe, one, that we're on this uh, uh, turning point of, real legalization right mm -hmm. of delta 9 legalization and hemp's already been uh removed as a controlled substance and we're helping so many people you know for sure you know it's an amazing thing it really is so to me that's that's the motivating thing for me is is flipping the script on a tragedy that happened to me in my life and then right. being able to go out and, and help other people even you know i met a a, a woman this weekend who recently very similar story to us um she lost her husband to cancer in the last couple of months and he was diagnosed in the last couple of months and so it was a very sudden thing and you know you're going through a lot of anxiety going through a lot of depression and she you know was looking for some help and looking for some products um and so you, when you know you can get to help even the people that are even on the ancillary side of cancer, because there's a lot of people that are hurt, not just the people that are impacted Absolutely. directly by it, but the family members as well and the grieving process. It's a pretty tough thing. So um, anyway, but that's that's kind of the motivator for us, or at least the motivator for me. I don't know. Well, and, and another thing I'd like to say, coming from the medical community, uh, I'm not a physician, but I am a nurse is being able to talk to people authentically and with no bias and not, you know, trying to help them talk about something and ask questions where they don't have to worry about being embarrassed, right. you know, providing that, that time to just say, hey, you know, what are your concerns? What are your questions? I'm going to answer them as honestly as I possibly can. Um, there is, you know, this is no place where you have to worry about judgment right you know 
um, if if this can you know help you with some healing, whether it's you know the CBD that is really in many many people report you know the wonderful benefits they get from you know not having the anxiety and sure. and so many people too report that their PTSD is managed yeah. you know so much better with it. And in fact, Chris was very adamant that when this company was started that all veterans would receive a 30% discount wow. for his product because he felt so strongly about this. Could have. And he's a veteran himself as well as his cousin, wow. Justin. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for doing that because oh, that, that yeah. means a lot, I'm sure, to everybody that, that comes to you uh, oh, that's yeah. been, a, been a veteran. So I know I speak for Chris, too, when I, when I say that the, probably the one thing that, that lights our fire more than anything is when people tell us how good the product is working for them, right. how much it's helping them. I mean, that's, that's the best feeling, you know, I mean, it, it, it's better than anything else we, you know, we, we do down there. Absolutely. And, uh, it, it just makes you feel good knowing that you are making a, a little bit of a difference. And, yeah. um, that's, that's definitely a, a motivating factor for us, you know, as we, we legitimately want to help people and, and turn them on to some stuff that's, uh, that's going to help them or manage their, their pain or their anxiety, whatever. There's just so many things that, that our products can do for them and they're, you know, they're safe products to take, right? you know, and, uh, we try to make it as affordable as we can. And we've got some competitive edges that Chris described. That sure. Absolutely. Do some of that. Certainly. You know, so that's, that's, that's all important stuff to us, but, uh, right behind how, how cool the beehive looks <laughs> right. are, are the stories with customers telling us how much our is helping them, how much they like it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and in the end of the day, that's what, I mean, if we can help people and still, you know, make a little bit on our, on our own, I think that's okay. That, that to me is what the world should be built on. The older on. I get, the more I realize stuff <laughs> like that. You know, when you're young, you don't understand, you know, what, yeah. what you can do. Things like helping the planet or making your carbon footprint a little bit smaller. I mean, you yeah. don't even think about those things. And then as you get older and wiser, you kind of start realizing. Yeah. We've got a responsibility, you know, we're sort of stewards of the planet, you yeah. know, and, uh, Chris hadn't gotten into the bee thing, but we, we got, yeah, Chris and I both don't got let interested us about, get without doing that. about helping save the bees because, you know, I, I, again, as a young man, I had no concept of how right. important the bees were. And as I yeah. got older, it's like, wow, man, they I, do a lot. I didn't understand the scope of what these, you know, this, this insect is doing for us. Yeah. And so anyway, um, yeah, man, as you get older, you realize, you know, stuff, there's other things more important than just making a lot of money. Sure. I mean, Absolutely. we all have to have money to live, but Absolutely. honestly, I don't think either, none of us three think we're going to get rich doing this. I yeah. Mean, it, it, that's not, that's not the motivating factor. You Absolutely. Know, really Absolutely. Um, you know, Chris has done very well with a couple of his other companies before this. So. Yeah. Uh, he's he's already been successful and and uh, so this is the passion project yeah, i sure. like it well kind of i mean i thought it was a passion project until covid hit and almost destroyed my other companies i well, mean i then this will be the 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 phoenix that rises from the ashes right well <laughs> it's ironic you mentioned that because my oldest daughter's name's phoenix oh. <laughs> dude from the tie dye okay i'm gonna stop yeah. is this yeah. crazy yeah <laughs> But yeah, I do think that this is kind of a Phoenix story. You know, mm -hmm. I, um, 
I had an app company that I started. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I sold that um, to a publicly traded company in 2012. Nice. Yeah, it was a good deal. I was, you know, I was 30 years old, and uh, you know, since then, I've tried to invest in businesses, right? And, yeah. and starting, I'm a serial entrepreneur, but the last couple of ones. Right have not been as successful as I've wanted Sorry. and so and, and so you but that's part of the process right so you win some and you lose some but now I feel like you know we're on the we're on the hopefully the upward swing of coming out of COVID um, having a business with the right vision and the right motivating factors around it being successful right, right. I mean we're not in it for the income we're in it for the outcome right and that I like to use that saying all the time because that really is what it's about. And I believe if we keep following that path and we quit, you know, trying to uh, step over quarters to pick up pennies and just right. focus on the long-term vision here, we'll be successful. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what's important. That. And you know, I think for all of us, we it, it's so important that we go to bed at night liking the person that we are wow. and the things that we did that day and know that we're going to wake up the next morning, you know, trying to do good in the world and not be greedy and try to be humble. I got to say, you guys are, y'all are my people. <laughs> y'all are saying, this is just like, I don't know how much you, of, of any of the podcasts that I've done that you guys listen to, but a lot of the stuff that you guys are saying echoes a lot of the stuff that I've been saying. And that's, it's, it's really nice to meet people of the same like mind. I got to oh, say. Oh, right on, so, man. Likewise. Likewise. Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, so have we... Time to talk about bees? Yeah, let's talk about okay, bees. Hit me on the bee thing. I, I love me some good honey, and I've heard local is yeah. what you're supposed to do, but let's talk about bees, because I know they are, as as mentioned before, Dave mentioned, they are the critical part of how this globe even functions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are absolutely critical to really any agricultural product, and at the core of hemp, hemp is agriculture, right? And so if you can't have that basic understanding and... Um, wanting to have that sense of belonging with nature, you know, to understand that everything is related, everything is connected. That's the idea that we were trying to do with bees. And so bee hippie was really just a play on words. And uh, obviously I wanted people to be happy or to be hippie. You can do either one. Sure. Um, but we give a, a certain percentage of our profits back to actually uh, doing bee conservation. Really? Right, yeah. So there's, uh, it's, I'll keep a long story relatively brief, but we all really got interested in this guy named Paul Stamets. And Paul Stamets uh, does research, uh, mycelium mushroom research, right? So uh, a lot of psilocybin mushroom type stuff he's really renowned for. Um, but what he's also known for is he figured out how to extract mycelium, which is sort of, uh, I can't, I'll, I'm going to do a terrible job explaining what mycelium is, but it's basically the undergrowth of uh, how the networks of all mushrooms grow. So underneath ground, there's a mycelium network that's intelligent, that's connected, and then pretty soon a, a mushroom pops up. And so he figured out how to harness the mycelium, extract it, and he figured out of all things that uh that mycelium extract was helping save bees specifically um from ones that were being killed by pesticides and was having phenomenal luck uh testing this in oklahoma with a lot of the farms that were unfortunately taking out the bee populations yeah. with their pesticides 
So originally what we wanted to do was go fund uh, these little bee feeders that he actually goes and creates uh, through Paul Stamets website uh, called Honest Defense, I think is his or Host Defense. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's the guy. And um, his bee feeders got sold out. And so instead of us being able to go donate the money to actually go do the actual bee feeders, the next best thing was donating money back to the Washington State University uh, Bee Pollination Research Fund, wow. um, which is a fund that he works with to go and further research to go stop pesticides from killing bees. So um, he was like Seattle Bay. He lives okay. in Seattle somewhere in that area. Okay. Right. Yeah. Wow. He's he's your people too, man. He's a, <laughs> he sounds like. Yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. He's a cool uh, dude. Real yeah. Cool. I'll make sure to get to get the the info on him. We can put his, his link in the show notes as well because yeah, that sounds pretty he's fascinating. A really interesting cat. Yeah, yeah, he's got a couple of um, really interesting YouTube uh, videos out there where he talks about mushrooms and mycelium and just how important they are but the whole connection with how he was able to create a medicine um out of nature right using the mycelium and then in turn to go help save bees from pesticides was just a really interesting story the other part of the bee is during covid and this is something that we haven't really talked a whole lot about but um was something that I always kind of found interesting when I was working on the marketing aspect of, of Bee Hippie and why we have a blue bee. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but during um, COVID, the blue bee came back from extinction. So, what? yeah, so there was this blue bee, and it's a really weird name. It's like Carminthian or Carminthian bee or something like that. It was found down in Florida. Wow. But when... You know, all of a sudden, all of the traffic patterns started to to stop back in whatever it was, March, April last year. And people started staying in their home because they had to uh, quarantine. Nature started to rebound. And so they found this blue bee that they thought it was extinct (laughs) in Florida. And so, I don't know, there's just something about the rebirth of, you talk about the coming back of the phoenix, but me, it's the coming back of the blue bee. And so that's another reason why we do the blue bee and why we do (laughs) bee hippie and why we give back to bees. (laughs) Did we talk about layers the other day? Because, yeah, Yeah. as I'm, I know it was Tim I was talking about, because he's the same way. As I talked more than more to him, there were layers and layers and layers to his story and, and what he was telling me about. And this is the same thing with you guys here. This is so many different facets yeah this isn't just you guys are selling a product you guys have yeah. a little bit more going on yeah. than that right there yeah. that's pretty I jokingly <laughs> tell my friends that chris is the most interesting man in the world, <laughs> but i'm half serious yeah that 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 dosekis guy he, he has nothing on you my friend this dude's yeah. got, he's got a, he's got a lot of layers man you're right that is so mm. great that is so great okay um is there anything else that you guys wanted to uh, to talk about as far as related to this or anything else that do you, um, so right now the Garland Farmers Market at uh, Firewheel is one of the locations that you could be found if yes. people were looking for you. Yep. So do you, and it being mobile, are there any other locations that you guys go to right now, or is that yeah. the only one right now? So the second Saturday of every month, we also do the downtown uh, Garland Fire uh, or not Fire. Uh, will that's the downtown Garland 
market and it's called the urban flea market okay and uh, like i said second saturday of every month we do that one okay um and then we're trying to do uh the firewheel farmers market the other three weekends out of the month as well um but I think we can probably talk about our other what we're trying to do for a location. I yeah, guess. no, absolutely. If that, so yeah. it's not guaranteed yet. Um, we're still working on the uh, the permitting and whatnot, um, but we are working on getting our first retail location up Excellent. and running. And this will, and we'll still be doing the farmers market. So the idea is that we found this really cool gas station. Okay, okay? it was built in 1950s. And it's got this cool old vibe and it's got the old gas pumps out front or at least where they used to be, you know, and it has a big awning. So we could actually park the beehive tiny home out front. So my plan is Monday through Friday, the beehive's already there. On the weekends, it's out going to the markets, it's talking to customers, and it's really helping build the brand because that's what it needs to be going and doing. As the bees do. They go out and they pollinate. And they bring it all back in. Exactly. So So you gotta go out yeah. you got to go create the buzz right. you got to go create the buzz yes. yeah. in more ways than you yeah oh man yeah so um i'm actually meeting with the building inspector tomorrow Great. to get the property inspected if that goes well we could be opening up the retail location with and having a grand opening in a couple of months. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, be sure to let me know when that is because I'll yeah. make sure to make an announcement on the podcast yeah. and let we everybody know. Podca- we, can, we do another podcast down we there. Do one live, we could do a live stream and, there. And then you could do a continuation of your cannabis dispensary there we go we'll just, that, that, that'll be the texas uh edition yeah. exactly so, so we'll be the very yeah. first one we'll <laughs> the be the one. we could yeah. be the very first dispensary Absolutely. and that's kind of the way i want this to be quite frankly i want it to be a very dispensary-esque experience right. you know for texans to because a lot of people haven't been in dispensaries they haven't right. had a chance to go to colorado and see what that experience is like and right. it's not as intimidating as what you would think no. it's a very friendly experience and a very uh, usually educated driven experience and so that's what we're trying to create with the be hippie dispensary is a place that you don't go like it's the dispensary for people that don't go to dispensaries kind of you Mm -hmm. know what i mean i mean i even want to have artisan goods in there sure like find some local flavors from some these local markets that we go to and say hey the cbd soap lady why don't you come and put your products in my store and and create a cool little you know network around the business absolutely yeah i love that one thing that i I did want to mention chris didn't really touch on it much but uh, we're we're going to offer a custom tincture bar there mm. and for CBD really? products. So people that can want to formulate their own CBD what? formula, we'll be able to do that right on site for yeah. them there. We'll be able to mix on it. On site. We flavor yeah. it. We can uh, put different terpenes in it to address particular issues. One that maybe is more focused on sleep <laughs> issues and one that may be more focused on anxiety or uh, or pain, arthritis or whatever. I mean, yeah. they're different, you know, Chris, Chris is a lot more knowledgeable about this than I am, but uh, that's something we're pretty excited about because there's not, to my knowledge, I don't think I've heard of that before. Like and that around here, you know. And, thank you for not forgetting that uh, because that is a yeah, brilliant. And there's a lot of people that have, uh, you know, they have kids that are that are on some of these products, you know. Sure. And, and to be able to formulate a product specifically for for their their problem. Wow. Would would be a big deal for a lot of people. Absolutely. You know? and, 
That's a pretty cool angle, I think. And new, the, the new soda fountain. I, I exactly. like it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a tincture fountain. <laughs> the tincture and fountain. The other thing, too, is since, you know, I'm a veteran, um, I've got a lot of friends that are in the armed forces, you know, obviously are retired from it, that are also now police officers or first mm-hmm. responders. So we give a big discount to them as well. Our military sure. discount applies to them, but a lot of them can't have products that have right. any amount of THC in it at all, even the 0.3%. So the tincture bar will allow us to go formulate pure isolate CBD products that they could use as well and not have to be worried about the whole testing hot right. thing, you know? And right. so, and that's a big concern, um, you know, like we mentioned earlier for a lot of people. So yeah, the tincture bar is going to be cool. We've got that's a big, be very cool. we've got I'm a big vision that. for it and the pricing on it is going to be right because I think what I'm seeing in the marketplace is that, uh, you don't have to explain CBD necessarily to a lot of people. You might have to explain how it works because mm-hmm. people may be taking it, but they still may not necessarily understanding exactly the mechanics of it. So right. we'll get into the details there with people. Um, but people are becoming pretty hip to it. And for us to go and offer a better alternative for them to go get their CBD oil and say, hey, you can go have a blue dream vanilla pina colada flavor tincture if you wanted i mean as weird as that sounds you could do it you know (laughs) you could do it you could do it yeah for sure yeah (laughs) now we didn't really talk about this and and we can talk about it or not totally up to you yeah the endocannabinoid system do you want to tackle that a little bit because there's a lot of people now that we're talking about cbd a lot of people don't even understand that their body needs some cbd yeah so let's talk about it so um, if you want, I'll just give you my quick overview. Yeah, it, please right? do. Yeah. So yeah, first, let's not get too sciencey about it just cause you know, most people aren't too familiar I'll with give it. You my, yeah, just I'll give you the, the, the 30 second to two minute spill that we do in the beehive. Perfect. So imagine if you will, uh, I'm pointing at a chart here. Okay. <laughs> and at the top of this chart, it says endo, endocannabinoid system. Okay. Yep. Everybody has an endocannabinoid system. However, Uh, Here's the thing. Your doctor probably doesn't know much about it because it wasn't discovered really until 1996. Okay. And so if your doctor and only about 13 to 15% of medical schools even mention the endocannabinoid system, which is pretty absurd. So if your doctor is educated about it, they've had to go and get their own education about it or much like my mom's done through the American Cannabis Nursing Association and other ways. I mean, you can go and get smart about it. If you want, but you've got to do the research. You've got to do it on your own. Right. Yeah. So anyway, we all have this system called your endocannabinoid system. It's your master regulatory system. It literally regulates all functions within your body. And you have two primary sets of receptors. You have a CB1 receptor, which is in your frontal lobe of your brain. This impacts things like your mood, uh, impacts your appetite, uh, impacts your uh, sensation of pain. And the reason I like to say sensation of pain is, you know, you still may have those aches and pains, but it allows you to kind of turn that perception off, right? So uh, cannabinoids, uh, which uh, THC, is a type of cannabinoid. CBD is a type of cannabinoid. THC specifically hits the CB1 receptor, which helps turn off the perception of pain. So when you take products like Delta 8 THC products, it can help turn off the pain. It can also allow you to get that more restful sleep. So it'll turn off anxiety and just let your mind quit wandering and let you just kind of focus on getting that nice, you know, restful REM sleep that my mom was talking about earlier. Yeah. 
Um, and so on the flip side, you have another receptor called the CB2 receptor. The CB2 receptor is found in all your tissue. It's found in every major organ in your body. And that's where CBD primarily hits. CBD will still hit your CB1 receptor a little bit, but primarily it hits your CB2 receptor. And that's where it gets rid of inflammation. It works as a neuroprotectant. So if it sees a good cell, it'll actually go and work as a, a protectant around that cell. And if it sees an irregular cell, it'll remove the irregular cell growth. So that's why when people say it cures cancer, it's in my opinion, it's not necessarily curing cancer. It's more of almost a preventative type thing, right? It's, it's kind of it's, taking the trash out. Right. You know? It's kind of taking the trash out, right? So that's, you know, the CBD helps with the inflammation, the muscle spasms, the neuroprotectin, etc. And if you don't believe me on this, the United States Department of Health, believe it or not, actually owns a patent on using CBD as, as, a, a, neuroprotectant. as a neuroprotectant. And, I, right. and the reason for that... <laughs> is because the United States Department of Health has been funneling money to Israel since the 90s to go do cannabinoid-based research. And when they discovered the endocannabinoid system and they discovered CBD, they started to put intellectual property together. And since the wow. United States government had been paying for that, we own the IP. So you can literally go, I don't have the, the patent number off the top of my head, but there is a patent owned by the United States Department of Health, licensed, by the way, to GW Pharmaceutical, who is trying to create a monopoly on the CBD game as a pharmaceutical drug, by the way, <clears throat> which is its own hypocrisy. It is. Um, but CBD derived uh, from CBD oil or hemp oil is totally fine and yeah. not uh, not against the regulations of uh, what would be produced as a pharmaceutical version of CBD. And that was due to the farm bill? Is that no? Kind of, or was this that is, this is just <laughs> this is just. The Farm Bill basically allowed all forms of CBD to be legal and to not um, be at odds with the Controlled Substance Act, okay? Right. And so then you had companies like GW Pharmaceuticals wanting to go and create a pharmaceutical drug around CBD and yeah. so they can go create a monopoly on it, right? Um, but the reality is, is that there are... Uh, uh, and I can't remember all the exact regulations, but there are supplement regulations out there that if a ingredient was used and marketed as a supplement uh, prior to a certain date, then you can still market that as a food as an ingredient. And CBD uh, falls within that time period, and so you can still advertise CBD as an ingredient, and you can still sell it derived from naturally occurring hemp oil, um, right. even though. GW Pharma has an intellectual property licensed by the United States government, which is... Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. Anything else anybody else wants to touch on? Um, one thing I find yeah, interesting please do. is... Um, okay, so Delta A, Delta 9, mm -hmm. CBD, any of those things. So how many people have ever died in this country from the use of any cannabis product? That's a good question. The answer is zero. Mm -hmm. And to explain that a little bit, um, when you're looking at opiate drugs, there is a spot in your brain stem that will, is a receptor. And because of that, once you overdo it on an opiate drug, you literally can stop your body from breathing. Wow. Right? So that's how you die when you overdose on drugs, um, like opiate drugs. When it comes to a cannabis product, there is not a receptor in the brainstem, 
So not, you know, so if you took too much, if right. you felt lousy, you took too much Delta eight, too much Delta nine, whatever. Mm -hmm. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to get a little paranoid. You're going to feel weird. You need to go to bed and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You're not going to die. Right. Nobody dies from it. There's not a spot that's going <laughs> to cause you to stop breathing. Right. So I think just knowing that is helpful to a lot of people. Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up because that's, <clears throat> that is something that I guess I, I don't think to tell people a lot of times is, yeah. uh, I guess just because it's become such second, second nature to me. Uh, but you, yeah, this is an educational thing. We do need to make sure people realize that, you may feel a little off, but yeah, you're, you're not in danger at all. There, you literally can die from so many things under your <laughs> kitchen sink, you know, and, <laughs> and, you, and right. you can't, and you can, I mean, even if a kid was to go eat dry cannabis, Which, it's not decarboxylated right. as well. And so it's not going to, it's just not intoxicating. And so decarboxylation means removing a, a molecule from the, the chain of THC to actually activate it. Okay. So you have to do it through temperature. So right. uh, if that hemp flower or cannabis flower has not been heated up, then it hasn't been activated. So a kid can go into a liquor cabinet and go get liquor and go get drunk right away. But yeah. if they go eat a bunch of cannabis, they're going to be they're just going to have an upset stomach probably. Right. But then they'll be hungry when they wake up. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, no, well, we're not saying kids should ever. No, 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 not at all. No, no I'm no. just trying to say that when it comes down to understanding the the risks associated with a cannabis product right. versus other recreation, quote unquote, recreational products, there's no comparison. Yeah. Right? You just it's nobody's getting hurt here. Yeah, you know that's the reality. Now the other part of that, if you will, it's really not recommended that people younger than 24, 25 years old, really partake in sure. cannabis medicine because there's just not enough evidence. Mm -hmm. And there is some studies out there, retrospective, that you know kind of indicate that maybe there could be a little bit of problem with the developing brain, so it's certainly not sure. recommended. Yeah, and again, I think it goes back to any medicine that, that you would want to make sure that if it's going to be used for children, that it's tested specifically for children for those purposes in a lab type environment in a absolutely FDA regulated kind of thing. And hopefully at some point the feds will get in, get out of the way and we can open the doors and start doing all of those kind of things. Because I really think a lot of pharmaceuticals are going to be eliminated. If this, when the research comes in and what this product can do for people the side effects are going to outweigh the need right. to, to this, stick with the know, pharmaceuticals. I think Chris touched on it earlier as far <clears> as like um, some of the uh, mycelium type products. You know, there's studies coming out now too about uh, antidepressants sure. versus um, low-dose psilocybin type, yeah. you know, medication. And it's pretty interesting. It is. And it's very exciting, too, because these are, again, these are products that thousands and thousands of years, they've all been around right. us. And, and right. there's even evidence of mankind using them thousands and thousands of years sure. ago. <clears throat> so oh. guy got a, or the uh, paper industry or whatever conspiracy theory you want to believe that started all of this nonsense up. But it doesn't remove thousands of years of evidence right. of, of a product that has That's been used. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. and it, it defies your own logic mm -hmm. to even, you know, buy into some of it. Sure. 
Yeah. But before we get too deep into conspiracy theories, because I love a good conspiracy theory, <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap that part up. But um, this has been fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time, allowing me into your home to, to make the um, sure. uh, make this video That's or right. make this uh, audio for you. <clears throat> and just last, uh, uh, Be Hippie d website or anything that you want to yeah. promote, push out? Be, uh, the way you spell B, B-E-E, two E's, Hippie, H-I-P-P-Y, hemp.com so be hippie hemp.com okay. uh, you can also follow us at be hippie hemp um, that's a good way to see where we're going to be next um, you know if we may not be going to a certain uh, we we're trying to go to a, the, the same markets over and over however there's going to be special events we also do uh, parking lot promotions for stores like nice. for example this last week we went to spunky skunk dispensary in nice. oklahoma and did a 420 parking lot bash ah, I love it. yeah it was a lot of fun so um we're just trying to keep the wheels on the ground and keeping that thing moving absolutely you know? absolutely yeah. so now the the be hippie hemp is that uh facebook uh, instagram all of the facebook socials you'll find facebook and instagram okay. is what we're on we're not using the the twitter right now but gotcha. uh <laughs> gotcha gotcha um let's see it, oh, and so on the website, is it going to have like the schedule and locations? Do you guys keep that up? As far I as don't have do? that, but I have our Instagram okay. feed tied on the website, <laughs> and I usually post on our Instagram where we're going to be next. And so technically, it kind of does have it tied on the website. Okay, so when you go good. there, it'll show where we're going to be next. All right, <laughs> excellent. All right, well, yeah. <clears throat> thank you guys uh, for, for your time, and everybody, uh, go check out Be Hippie. So, All right. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.